0: Hi, and welcome to Today in the Medium. I'm Dan, and this is Jimmy. Hi, how's it going? Uh, And this is the podcast where we ask a guest about their favourite ever piece of media.
1: You know, that could be anything that could be film, that could be TV, that could be email. Um, Today, we are joined by Aaron. Aaron, what is your favourite piece of medium?
2: hi guys, so this is such a difficult question to try and answer, there's so many different options and also I feel like people have different preferences here and there, certain times of the year, and especially because we're closer to Halloween I think this has also influenced my answer, Um, but for me, my favourite piece of media is the film Practical Magic.
1: Beautiful, beautiful, do you want to tell us a little bit about Practical Magic?
2: Absolutely. So yeah, so Practical Magic is an amazing film. Absolutely love it. It's a staple of my Halloween experience. I always watch it every year, whether it's with friends or on my own. Um, And it's, I absolutely love the story as well. The whole idea that there's, there's family curses involved, there's a little bit of romance and a bit of misadventure. Um, yeah. And it all revolves around the two sisters, the Owens sisters. You've got Sally Owens and you've got Gillian Owens, played by the amazing Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. So there's there's, there's so much that's part and parcel of the story. It's amazing. And it, but even though it's you know it, it was like a 1998 film, but still I'm like I, no spoilers.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> fine by me, fine by me. Yep. Hey listeners, <laughs> if you want to go check it out, make sure you go watch Practical Magic.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's my favourite
0: piece of media. Yeah. So I gave it a watch and some research. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a really just sort of enjoyable, sort of late 90s, a bit cheesy. Like... A bit of cheese?
1: There's a reason why it's a cult classic, you know?
2: Absolutely. I mean, not to mention music. Absolute music tastes incredible. How can you not say, like, hi to Fleetwood Mac? at Stevie Nicks. Uh, incredible.
1: Beautiful stuff. We do... I love a bit of Fleetwood Mac, I'm not gonna lie
2: We stan the Stevie
1: Nicks <laughs>
0: 100% So, on the music um, well, as I was looking it up, apparently they had to change the soundtrack about two weeks before releasing it and initially it had like a really dark sort of full-on horror sort of soundtrack vibe and they had a different director uh, a different director of sound, obviously um, not full-on director They just changed um, there everything are... up supposedly somewhere out there on the internet, I I didn't find any, but um, these initial sort of screenings, the recordings and things, with a much sort of darker tone just because of the different music. And then the actual music, like, and especially all the composed pieces were done in a month or so before the release, just to try and, like, give it a nicer vibe.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I heard the same thing. I think um, they... Showed it to a couple of focus groups, um, and what they kind of realised was that it took a very European kind of um, feel to the music, and as a result, it didn't sit well with the American audiences that were trying to target. So as a result, they got obviously, as Dan's just said, they got a they got a newer director of sound in and completely composed two pieces of music. So there was like a first batch of like the uh, the soundtrack for the film that came out that was with the the initial pieces that they created because it was all pressed, it was all ready to go. And then, obviously, like right as um, right as they kind of hit when they were about to premiere it, they were like, "Ah, oh, this isn't this isn't quite the vibe that we were going for." <laughs> so they've obviously they've gone back to the drawing board with it, or the soundboard in this case, I guess. And oh, well complete... I had no idea. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy, honestly. I I don't know many films that would have done something as wild as that, you know.
2: I just don't sort know of if, the orig- if they kept the original music, if like it would have, it would, would it have the same vibe? Horror wise, I don't think it would. Like they could have possibly made it work like if they kind of went more like maybe hope the hocus pocus bit where it is quite kind of, okay, Disney horror. But yeah, yeah, it, I don't think it would be the same film if it was all dark vibes and kind of really yeah. de- kind of depressive music. Like it, it's, it's what it is because it has that vibe. It has that chill feel it wouldn't be the same film if it had different music so thank god whoever the new director was and whoever decided to make that musical decision that was the definitely the best marketing move
1: yeah 100 percent,
2: 100 percent. oh but no, i also think like the, the 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 actresses again the main people that were the, the that star in the show again sandra bullock again absolute classic love her and everything like miss congeniality she won me over and then i remember seeing this and was like ah incredible and then nicole kidman and um, playing a magical ginger character before it was cool. Haha, <laughs> Ron Weasley. Like, <laughs> he, he's just, I absolutely love it. And also not to mention the ants as characters as well are absolutely incredible. Like I can't wait until I'm that old and I've got like a blender and I'm making midnight margaritas and I'm just having fun with family and friends. Like that is the
0: vibe I want when I'm older. Absolutely. You know gold.
1: Yeah, I can get behind that 100%. Yeah. Definitely one of the more relatable characters.
0: There's that really nice vibe at just various points in the film where it's just like sort of family and friends, and they just don't care about like what that they're getting away from what the town thinks of them. They're just doing their own thing, and they're happy, and it's it's a really nice sort of. Vibe.
1: From what I understand from doing a bit of research on it as well, for the Margarita scene, uh, it took a bunch of takes. Like I think we're talking over twenty takes, and they were they were getting drunk. They were loving it. From what I've heard from interviews with the cast and things like that, honestly, it sounds like it would have been an absolutely crazy thing to film.
2: Oh, I just, even to recreate it, it sounds
1: incredible. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can imagine it'd be quite hard to try and keep up that party atmosphere that they had going on throughout the scene. Um, You know, without having, for such a long period of time, without you know, at least getting a little bit tipsy with it, you know?
0: Well, yeah, wasn't it the the um, one of them had brought just some really dodgy tequila <laughs> yeah. on set with them. I don't think it was a particularly a sort of directoral decision, more a sort of, <laughs> well, if we're drinking,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, why not as well play the part? Method acting, I believe they call it, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. If you're gonna do it, do it properly.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Don't go on the soft stuff. Go for the tequila. <laughs> Also, yeah, just 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 for point of context as well, I might be a bit biased that this is my favourite bit of media because, as you guys know as well, um, as being friends, I've, I'm a I'm a practicing witch. I've been practicing witchcraft eight years, I think, this year from that like, this year. Um, so it's it's pretty mad timescale wise, but it's always been that kind of initial popular culture film that makes me feel this is the right portrayal of it. Again, again, murder and resurrecting people is not, obviously, of course, what we do, but the general vibe of the film is something I can get behind and if I could say there's any kind of film that's a good like kind of a decent representation where you know they're not green witches with with big noses and warts and pointy hats it's a good popular culture film that represents it a lot and there's so many things as well you can take from the film that kind of goes on that same vein like um there's so many quotable little life lessons from it so um there's a couple of points in the film I really really love the first one was um I think it's the bit that everyone remembers near the end where there's like a couple of quotes they repeat throughout. I think it's at the start and I think it's at the end where it's like, there are some things um, I know for certain, like always throw, um, oh, what's the, What's? I I generally know this quote straight away from the top of my head. Um, (laughs) I always throw spills, like always throw salt over your left shoulder. Yeah. Keep rosemary by the garden gate, plant lavender for luck and fall in love whenever you can. And I'm like, if that is life advice that I will follow, that is literally going to my gravestone. That is, it's too nice
1: it was a very poetic quote definitely
2: yeah it's It's nice and then there's even more stuff like um there's power there's empowerment pieces in there as well because again the the, one of the main premises of the film is that the owens um sisters or there's a there's a curse on the owens girls where if they fall in love with a man he's destined to die um and there's a pit where sally kind of mentions to one of the characters and says "Look, look curses only have power when you believe in them and i don't and she kind of emphatically says this isn't happening again i'm not doing this and she's got kind of that empowered phrase of even if it might be a little bit of at that point in the story blissful ignorance or trying to ignore something and being in denial but there's that push and perseverance of wanting to break through a difficult personal challenge and i think a lot of people identify with that as well if you've got an obstacle you need to overcome or a challenge that you have and it just doesn't seem to go away there is light at the end of the tunnel you can get through it. it just whilst you're going through the process it's difficult to get to get there but so that's one thing i also quite like
1: about the film definitely yeah. i was going to ask you actually uh, obviously with yourself being a practicing witch what your thoughts were on on like the accuracy for how it's portrayed and obviously you've mentioned a little bit there just about how um how you feel like it is a good representation because obviously uh, this came out at a time when um you know films around the supernatural were starting to you know edge forward a bit more into kind of like the the mainstream space uh and obviously i imagine based on what you've said that it was a pretty good a pretty good representation and a pretty good start to to getting into things like
0: that
2: i mean don't get me wrong there's a little bit of there's always going to be hollywood fantasy in there especially to kind of entice and get people to watch it. it's interesting and don't get me wrong as much as i would love to have things flying here there and everywhere and and and, you know visual magic right in front it doesn't work that way in real life but even just having something that's just a bit fun that's good to watch and also you can tell that the people that are in it are not deliberately like again there's always that perception that witches are evil people and they're always in for, for doing bad things and you can genuinely tell that they have their kind of roles of what they want to do, like one of the ants and med- kind of, well not necessarily meddle in people's loves life, but kind of like give readings and kind of help people kind of align a certain way. Sally's got her thing for, for potions and for salves and for kind of skin care and that's kind of her main role and kind of her business that she sets up in the yeah. village. Gillian um, also kind of like loves stuff and love readings or... Um... So there's loads of kind of different facets of the craft that is kind of reflected in that. Um, which I quite like. Also, there's there's going to be obviously tropes in there as if you've got the old witchy ants that live in a house on their own and aren't married and, um, again, women, witches dancing around, like dancing in a circle at night, drinking and
1: kind of matching the
2: proverbial, again, witches dancing naked around a fire in the the forest. Um, So certain things, again, that aren't completely true. But, again, there's enough of a nod to the real life and what actually happens in the practice. It's kind of nice to see But again, of course, as much as I need to kind of not stress that we don't go around killing people and resurrecting people, (laughs) as much as I love it when she's like, there's there's one point where the police officer asks, um, I don't want to kind of like, again, throw spoilers to the wind, although he's been out for long enough. I think
0: Um, we can deal with some spoilers at this point. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
2: surely, if you've (laughs) not seen it by now, what are you doing? No, absolutely. There's a point where a police officer goes to Sally Owens and asks her like, um, did you kill this person? Um did you kill Billy, did you kill Jimmy Angelov? And she's like, oh yeah, a couple of times. And I'm like, yeah. I just, it, it, <laughs> I just love it. Yep. It's that kind of moment where she's like, she's not lying. And th- that's the funny thing throughout the entire thing. There's points where you're thinking are they going to lie about it what's going to happen and genuinely sally is that kind of person that says pretty true and i i don't actually think she lies at any point in the film even though again she's being clever with her words she never lies and it's yeah. kind of nice again from my one of the things i kind of follow as a tenet as a witch is that your word is it should be a stronger steel. if you give your word and you're being truthful about something if you're saying it's what you believe and it's something you're saying is fact or something you're giving telling someone's happening it should be as strong as steel. It should be as strong as bone. It's it's something you're putting your word to that to say this is what is true. It's got to be worth its weight. So to me, I I kind of really like that, and again, love what her character stands for. Um, again, there's also a little bit um, which I also like because it, it as much as it kind of falls under the pop culture witchcraft craze as well. There's newer things started to come out again a little bit earlier on. There was like there's Charmed, there's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there's Um, even bewitched as a series that happened earlier earlier on in the 60s Mm -hmm. and 70s um even though it's kind of in the zeitgeist and it's normal they're not what you'd consider like societally normal they were always a bit of the outcast until further through the film people kind of get used to it and get to know them and at the end it's one big, a big massive celebration at halloween but at the start they're a bit more outcast yeah they're kind of people on the edge of the village or the edge of the town they're not really people that are involved as much they people know of them and there's a bit of a scandal or there's a bit of a talk of you know, a bit of gossip in town but they're never really the main people to feel comfortable to to kind of join in as much for fear of ridicule which again is something that again falls under one of those tropes of witchcraft where people tend to be more outcast and um, although i don't definitely think that's the case because i'm i always kind of see myself as being a person that will always try to do my best to fit into any social situation and say hi to anybody um but there's another quote that relates to it, one of the ants says to um to Sally, um, when are you going to realize that being normal isn't uh, necessarily a virtue? To be fair, it yeah. rather denotes a lack of courage, like being able to stand up on your own two feet and be comfortable in being yourself, whether you have a couple of quirks that are a bit odd or whether you have some hobbies that are a little bit different. The fact that, again, that quote kind of helps empower, be who you want to be and not have to kind of adhere to societal norms. Absolutely love it, and it's completely what I stand for.
1: Yeah, I love to hear it. I mean, it's It's, definitely
0: really nice.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I do agree that there's there's a lot of empowering quotes throughout the film, like you've mentioned. Um, Yeah,
0: if you if you had to pick sort of one quote or one message to take from the film, if you could only take one, what would you pick?
2: That's a really really good question.
0: we
1: do love a difficult question on Today in the
0: Medium.
2: Oh, no, absolutely. No, you're making, me, you're making me work, and I appreciate it, especially on a Friday afternoon. I'm like, I'm just about to start to have a drink. It's um, what we're not paid no. for. <laughs> absolutely. No, I think it's, with light of it's probably going to be the, about the film in general um, versus a specific moment. But through the story, there's the expectation or maybe the self-fulfilling prophecy that, we know there's an outcome that's going to happen or we convince ourselves that there's a there's an event that's going to happen in our lives whether we think again me personally or some if someone else's life personally that oh this is going to happen this is oh it's going to be the worst this is, and you kind of build up a problem in your head that's effectively a non-problem yeah A situation may arise and it might work out completely differently to what you expected and it's don't be afraid of the unexpected because you'd never know how it's going to go. The best thing to do is just ride the waves, see how things go and see where life takes you. Again, there's a point where Sally, when she's younger, at the very start of the film, does a spell to kind of, basically kind of um, conjure up this perfect guy that she would see as someone that she would love. Yeah. Um, and she does that in a way of trying to avoid the curse by not mm-hmm. finding a man that she would love. And it just so happens as a character that may potentially turn up in the film that effectively has all of those attributes. And even though she wouldn't expect it, given that she thought, oh, this is a complete massive impossibility, whether it's a coincidence or whether it is actually that manifesting itself and it's kind of a fated point that we think may come about, things don't go the way we expect. Whether that's a bad yeah. thing or whether that's a good thing. Again, we didn't expect what's going to ha- what happened with with Jimmy happen in the film, but that happened. You we did expect... that again? <laughs> exactly. We don't expect you know your your former ex-lover to suddenly come out and terrorise you and your family and make you all swear around a dinner table whilst you're chugging ch- 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 uh, chugging shots <laughs> of tequila. Yeah. Try and say that three more times when you've had a drink. Um... <laughs> But then again, you've got, the, the, the again, someone that you kind of are looking for in who you like, that you're kind of perfect fit as a person you'd want to maybe spend your rest of your life with, get to know and have that relationship. And you get a really nice, lovely, happy ending, which is great to have, whether that's coincidental or whether they've made that happen and they've put the work in. To me, it's a great message of expect don't don't plan for the unexpected. Don't worry about things that may never come take advantage of the time that you've got and appreciate it and just yeah ride the waves just appreciate the experience it's all about the journey not the destination
1: i don't know some great some great words to stand by to be honest i think it's some great yeah. advice and it's definitely yeah. things that are obviously feature quite heavily throughout the film
0: so absolutely <laughs> <laughs> we keep asking difficult questions and then being shocked when you give really good answers. Yeah, I don't know why. Exactly. I did the reason I did my best, I was
2: like, "If yeah. <laughs> this is going to be episode one, we need to do this properly." I'm like, I don't want to be that kind of first guess. It's
1: like, uh,
0: "Hi guys, um, <laughs> yeah,
1: this is my favourite thing." Bye.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. Like, oh yeah, it's all right, like this film. It's all right. But no, I, I wanted it to be. I, 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 I generally it's honestly one of the staples of my childhood my adolescence and it's just something that i always it's one of my feel-good films it's like there's 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 this for halloween which i love to watch there's it's a wonderful life which is a proper black and white film which i watch with my mum at christmas there's so many films that for me kind of are milestones of as the year goes on but for me, it just so happens that because we're near Halloween, because we're at that point in the year where it's like it's like the witch's new year, it's the time where I meet loads of my friends, whether it's you guys in Manchester or whether it's uh, like the group of witches that I work with in, in Manchester, and we all meet and, you know, we make pumpkin soup and we all celebrate and hold ritual. And it's not only a fun time, but it's also a sincere time. Films like that kind of just help me get in the mood, really appreciate everything. And they're just, yeah, they're just things that I will carry with me um and but i will always carry on doing my little my little form of ritual my little form of tradition
1: that's good traditions are always nice but
2: i always think most people tend to have their own one like like do you guys have like a film that you like to watch at halloween
1: see i'm i'm a big scaredy cat um generally i associate like halloween yeah oh 100 okay so (laughs) as an as a as um one of the things I kind of psyched myself out from a young age, right? So when I was thirteen, I decided that the best thing to do was to um, find a copy that my dad had of Nightmare on Elm Street, like the the like the original, you know, right. Johnny Depp, seventeen years old, living his best life, kind of, I guess. Not... Yeah, Sorry, I was, exactly. Like, I like
2: the most important things of that film. Sorry.
0: No, <laughs>
1: exactly, and obviously. Um, There's a reason why there's an 18-plus rating on the film, right? So (laughs) 13-year-old me did not cope too well. Have you guys seen it? No.
0: There's a scene
1: in it where Johnny, like, obviously the whole concept of Freddy Krueger is he lives in your dreams, right? And then, like, he tries to venture out into the the real world, I guess, and kills you in real life. Um, There was a scene with Johnny Depp's character, whose name I've forgotten at this point in time. However, his death is that he gets blended in his bed it's pretty wild like it's so it's one million percent so unrealistic but like the image stuck with me to the point where i was like hey dad do you mind like staying up with me for a bit because i'm scared so i don't necessarily have like a halloween film that i'd go and watch um but you know maybe i'll make practical magic my next one yeah
2: no, I love it. Although, to be fair, Nightmare on Elm Street, there's a certain, I think for me the scariest moment is like, I think one of the characters is in the bath and you see the glove come out of the water. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, and
2: yeah. moments like that where you don't, again, it's, it's unexpected horror. Again, I know I've just said don't expect, like don't plan for the <laughs> unexpected, but in that situation you plan, you don't go to bed, you have as many coffees as you can and you stay awake until we we sort the situation out. Yeah. But that's a whole kettle of fish, a whole <laughs> different kettle of fish.
0: Um. But yeah, what about you, Dan? Have you
2: got another film you um, kind of tend to watch at Halloween?
0: No, like, I'll just go with the flow and whatever, but... I don't know, I'd...
2: Not even like a bit of hocus-pocus? No.
0: I, I really enjoy these films. Uh, I, I don't tend to limit them to Halloween time, and then when Halloween comes round, like... I think it's always a good excuse to sort of meet up with people and whatever, um... So, uh, whether that's going out or just, like, meeting up with people and having, like, a night in and watching whatever film the general mood is for, like... I do enjoy, sort of, the meeting up with people and the food and all of that business, but I don't think I've got any specific, like, this is what I watch on Halloween, um, really.
2: No worries. Although, then again, if, if there's other films
0: that you watch or there's...
2: I think the main thing especially with film and the magic of film is that the idea that you can you know listen to the the music and the soundtrack of your love again for me I absolutely love Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks amazing so the fact that they're in the background of the film you watch amazing actors do what they do best and share like share characters and their raison d'etre and what they want to do and their motivations and effectively really tell stories and share stories with the world it's incredible so for me that kind of film kind of gives me the bit of whimsical and a little bit of fantasy but still keeps it real yeah again Nightmare on Elm Street goes completely into the fantasy side but you still have your little subplots with your characters that make you invested in them and you kind of that that's when you're on the edge of your seat thinking oh my god please don't happen this isn't going to happen they're going to be all right are they not and that's also the suspense I like with like Halloween films again whether we go completely to the scale of glory or if we keep it nice and kind of Family friendly with Hocus Pocus, although there are so many references in that film that are for adults that I still howl at today because (laughs) they appreciate that it's not just kids watching that film. And I like media like that when it does cater to everybody. And again, I think Hocus Pocus, Pocus, well, not talk about Hocus Pocus. Um, Practical Magic is one of those films where it does kind of cater to everybody. You've got the kind of adult, oh, what's going to happen here? What's going on? But also the kids kind of whimsical. Oh my gosh! This is maybe like it's probably more like a teen film than like a young couple yeah, film. So. Like, yeah, definitely. One, it's it's still it's I probably say it's like a PG.
0: Yeah, there's levels to the storyline sort of. And yeah. Maybe a child wouldn't sit through the whole thing without getting lost until they were maybe a teenager and had a little bit more sort of of an attention span but I think the moment that you can follow the main plot, you can enjoy the main plot, and then there's sort of all the side things going on throughout. Um, I did enjoy it. I thought it was really good, but... One. I I think the the reason I don't have a Halloween thing is, uh, like, film, is just genuinely that, like... I don't know I'll watch like Buffy any time of the year and then once you've watched a couple of episodes of Buffy you're like ooh I fancy a film so you put on like a cheesy Halloween film because there's not that much cheesy horror in the world and a lot no. of it's Halloween themed
1: Yeah, I do think that B horror movies are definitely a category unto themselves and they yeah. are genuinely some of the most beautiful things
0: the the kind
2: of films that are so bad they're good Exactly,
1: exactly. Sharknado As an example of a film that is so bad, it's good, you know?
2: All the Sharknadoes, just because you can't... It's the point where it's just unbelievable, and then it happens, and you just think, this couldn't get any much... Well, cheesier, yeah, but you literally... This could not even get more predictable.
1: I think my favourite thing... Sorry.
2: No, then something unpredictable... Something actually does actually go, oh, I wasn't expecting it to go that way. It still keeps you entertained, as much as I think this gets old really, really quickly.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think one of my favourite things about the Sharknado films is that they've started to incorporate puns into their names. Now I realise that we're going slightly off topic away from practical magic here. <laughs> so However, you know what... just as a quick as a quick little side point, Sharknado 5 is called Global Swarming. And if that's <laughs> not the best title for a film I've ever heard in my life, I there's oh, I'll tell you what, that is top at the moment. That is top.
0: That is good. So
2: oh, good i think i've only watched like a couple of them so i've not got to like sharknade 05 that's when when i i i love puns so the fact that like someone's literally gone to that kind of transcendent level of global swarming that is great
1: exactly you know you've there's always room for him there's always room for a pun
0: (laughs) so uh back on practical magic to
2: be fair, I had a bit of a random tangent on Hocus Pocus and back.
0: Oh, and then we had Nightmare this Elm Street and back. This could be... this is, yeah. this, this, <laughs> it's the flow of a conversation, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um Yeah, so, one that I did want to ask you about, because I only saw this about 20 minutes before we started recording, whilst I was doing very last minute sort of research. Hmm. So I'd seen on the imdb page in the trivia that there were claims that the house that they'd filmed in were at, was like actually haunted and that when they'd done the um sort of ritual scene uh, all of the crew had reported sort of hearing noises around the house and blah 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 so i was like oh really? I'll, I'll double check that before i bring it up um well the house definitely wasn't haunted because the house was fake It was made as part of the set. It's it's just sort of an outer facing in all the exterior shots, and then all the interior ones are done indoor, like in studios on sound stages. Yeah. But in doing that, sort of, I was getting to later interviews with the director because effectively he gets asked about it every single interview he does because uh, everyone loves the house. Um. And in one of these interviews with the director where he was talking about the house, he he reveals that the film was cursed by its witch consultant. (laughs) Um, That's crazy. So on the day of casting, he'd got a, a friend who'd put him in contact with a practicing witch in Los Angeles where they'd been doing the casting. And this witch was going to sort of consult on the film and come along to the casting um and apparently sort of from the off uh she was quite sort of demanding about the amount of money she'd get and about this and that and the other um and then they got in an argument over her demanding sort of a percentage of the film she started cursing him in various languages over the phone (laughs) Uh, they passed the information on to the lawyers and then he heard nothing else which he was like I can't say what nothing else means but generally it means that the lawyers have settled and there's been a non-disclosure agreement involved but they've paid a buttload of money to this person but apparently he was cursed and in fact the line about curses only having power if you believe in them was one that he sort of artificially and obviously it really fits the storyline, but yeah, it was one that he really stressed at that point because himself personally and the film had been cursed. Wow, I did not know that. Really, that's so yeah, wild. So, oh, this is uh, he did an interview with uh, Vulture magazine, maybe just some you know entertainment magazine. Yeah, yeah, and. Then you'd sort of look at the things about the film, and it really sort of, it couldn't get away, like, despite doing okay at the box office, all of the sort of articles about it were super negative about how, about its performance. Um, that like, initially, despite screening really well with test audiences, it was sort of panned just for whatever reason, it's then gone on to be, you know, massively loved. But um, there was the whole thing with the uh, directors of sound that we've already talked about, where they had to swap them like a few weeks before release. Uh, the director himself sort of hasn't gone on to have like the massive career that, you know, either of his sort of main stars did. Yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. It's
2: it is a weird one because like, I think for me. Overall, in terms of the film performance, the main thing that I always remember about it is, honestly, in my opinion, it's Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman that really make that film. Their chemistry and how they work yeah. playing that, playing those characters in that film, is incredible, and that's what I remember. It's them portraying those roles. I don't really really remember a lot about I mean, don't get me wrong, the house and the set was absolutely incredible. I, I do remember looking through and thinking. If I could have a conservatory and an apothecary like that, that would be incredible. But in real life, again, as you know, like, I recently bought an apartment and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're un- at the moment, they're unrealistic expectations <laughs> of if I wanted to buy a property as well if I'm on <laughs> my own. Like, I'm happy with just an apartment like in city centre where I can get by anywhere and I can always pick up some, something up from like the local apothecary if I need to. Um, you know, but yeah, I think to be fair, it sounds... <sighs> Don't get me wrong. I appreciate. There's a bit of a, funnily enough, there's actually a, an interesting discussion that kind of splits the community in terms of witchcraft from my from my understanding and my experience, where mm-hmm. there are certain. It's difficult with the discussion because there are certain people who genuinely have um, heart-centered business, and you and basically provide their services um, as a witch or provide their magical services as their main source of income some people will do reading some people will be able to actually offer spells again from the whole trading standards perspective it's generally they have to put kind of notice for of the entertainment purposes only given you can't confirm this or will this will or will not happen but you're happy to put let's say partake in this particular ritual and, and do this particular work to help support someone on a given outcome again so long as it doesn't bring about any malintent or any problems with other people yeah again unless that's something you kind of prescribe to i think black and white I tend to be more of a gray person. There's always going to be yeah, like different information that sways me. Like there's mm-hmm. never a cut, um, a good or evil, clean cut response. Um, but you've got this split between people that are genuinely involved in the craft and genuinely have businesses set up and that's what they do to support themselves again, whether they offer herbs or, or, or sell um, magical items or, um, again, quite a lot of people have online businesses where they sell services or they sell, um, products. We then also got, um, let's say, particular people that aren't the genuine article but use that in a way to potentially trick people. So one thing I found quite a lot recently on Instagram and other platforms is where um, magical practitioners have fake accounts created, Mm -hmm. making them like them and spoofing the name with like an extra um, underscore underneath and messaging people saying, I want to do a reading for you, charging a lot of money for it. And it's not them. It's an imposter that's basically scamming people out of money. You've also got certain people, again, not that I'm bashing people that are the genuine article, of course, but there are people that say, you know, they're spiritual advisors. And if you pay this certain amount of money that I'm going to be able to help do this and like sort your life. And again, those really stupid claims where it's like we can cure cancer and people that are in genuine binds and are really vulnerable may take up that offer and may fall victim to scams like that. And it's also really difficult trying to navigate between the two and who is the article and who isn't. And if you call out someone that's genuine or you don't call out someone and say, no, they're fine, they're genuine article and they're really not, it's a difficult line to, to, to navigate. And it kind of ties into, again, the behaviour of this particular person that they had as a consultant. Don't get me wrong, if there's work that you need to do and you're putting a lot of work into consultant advice, what should or shouldn't be done or what's good taste and what's, what, what's not in good taste, I appreciate if you've got a service you're providing that you should be paid for what you should be doing. Nevertheless, there's extent, there's, there's limits to that again as you guys know like i wouldn't expect i'd like for, I, I have a job that i do in my day-to-day role i wouldn't expect to be paid a million pounds to do it yeah
1: exactly. i know well, there's yeah. a
2: general salary and an expectation of what i do and well, that's what i get paid i wouldn't expect to go over to someone in hollywood and be like right i want two million if you want me to consult on the next avatar film like
0: what yeah, <laughs> like,
2: yeah. <laughs> there's this being there's this believing and like appreciating your own self-worth and then Mm -hmm. there's arrogance and maybe taking it a little bit too far and again i don't know the ins and outs of this situation so i can't really fully comment on what's happened
0: i mean of course Um, the whole thing was in an interview with an entertainment magazine so and and one side of the story you know 10 15 years later so (laughs) no exactly (laughs) again it's, it's, it's an interesting
2: one it is again even if it's a little bit of pr a bit of a pr um Stunt to get a bit more attention to the film. Um, again, okay, they've done it. We're talking about it, so whatever they've done, it's worked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I just wanted to kind of again another side tangent, but it's it kind of again prompts another conversation in the community where it's like, oh, excuse me, I'm really sorry, I've had that coffee, and I'm like, oh,
1: <laughs> it's and all good.
2: It yeah. does. Ref- it does reflect other in other events, and other situations that are happening. So it's it's a good one to talk about again, current affairs and situation so have you heard more about again people that say might have profiles recreated on instagram to try and maybe scam people i'm sure that's not just in the witchcraft community it must be happening in other places online as well
1: yeah i've generally heard about you know different accounts being set up to to try and you know mimic you know celebrities are a big a big target of it Greg's you know, put
0: like... a post up the other day. Greg's have been targeted on Facebook. No. Greg's the no. Bakery. Company Greg's the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the staple uh, of Britain. I'm going to be honest. My Facebook doesn't get that many you know, small independent people or even internet celebrities, but it does get regular posts from Greg's the company. <laughs> 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 But Greg's a full victim. I mean, to be
2: fair, I think there's, there's, again, like Greg's and stuff, the the social media they've got and actually the responses to stuff are pretty good. But yeah, like for someone to, again, try, it, it just kind of shows how easy it is for people to potentially be taken advantage of or to be scammed in situations. Again, it's not necessarily specific to the witchcraft communities we mentioned just there, but it's good to note that these are challenges that plague everybody and it's even if it's not necessarily true if this is a pr stunt but it's still a good conversation to prompt and just make sure especially with everyone again if we're back in lockdown again which may potentially be coming about or again people preventing people mixing inside again as a potential option here in the uk it's good to talk about these things to make people aware of them because if you are on your own and all you've got is online and zoom calls with friends and it's really easy for you to kind of let your guard down and all of a sudden, there you go. You clicked on a link. You've 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 done something you shouldn't have done, and you've yeah, you've been taken advantage of.
1: Well, yeah, exactly, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent.
2: I was going to do a really weird segue back into like how like Gillian Owen and like her relationship with her boyfriend, and that's a whole being taken advantage of thing. And I'm like, no, I don't think I've, I don't think I've <laughs> yeah, no,
0: do that. Same, I do not have the capacity to do. That. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, not quite segueing that far.
0: We don't need segues. We can just like launch in with another cool fact. Exactly. Do, I'm do loving these facts as well, us? Jimmy. Uh, I'm 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 pretty tapped you, at the moment. You're tapped. Oh, so yeah. I think and so like, yeah. I mean, I, it's I was it's gonna really going down, down we... to the research I did. Uh, yeah, exactly. This is from the article you sent me, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> as
1: you can tell, I really paid a lot of attention to the articles so, I definitely yeah, researched. Yeah, uh, I
0: think this is possibly my favourite <laughs> fact that. Um, Came up with. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of the uh, actors went on to big things, but the actor that played young Sally, Camilla Bell, uh, the, the Taylor Swift song Better Than Revenge is about her. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> I... <laughs>
2: Can you, yeah, sorry, I do, just I repeat that, that one. Just
0: like, a second, sorry, go on. So, so Taylor Swift, on her Speak Now album, has a song better called Better Than Revenge. Uh, that is about Camilla Bell, who, as a child, played young Sally in the film Practical Magic. That's
1: genuinely crazy.
0: No. Yeah, so...
2: so- um, it's actually beyond belief, which is why, like, right now I'm literally
0: googling it and double-checking it, I'm like, Yeah, really? so, I, I oh believe... Oh my god! Yeah, so Camilla <laughs> Bell went on to, sort of, doing the various little gigs that you do, and one of them was appearing in Joe Jonas's music video for Lovebug. At that time, he was dating Taylor Swift. Very shortly after the production wrapped on that music video him and Taylor Swift broke up, and he started dating Camilla Bell. And then, a short while after that, Taylor Swift releases Speak Now with a song called Better Than Revenge, telling the story of the relationship between Camilla Bell and Joe Jonas, and how, like, it's Better Than Revenge, or sort of watching them break up, I believe. But, yeah. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> that is crazy. Maybe there Jonah... is
2: something this like curse about Owen's women and love and relationships.
1: Hey, you've got to win, you know. Maybe if Camilla Bell was not in Practical Magic, the whole situation with Nick Jo was it Joe Jonas? Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Jonas. Maybe? Joe Jonas would have never happened.
0: Wow. So you've mentioned a couple, but what would be your runners-up on favourite media ever? Okay,
2: so yeah, so I mean, classics. I definitely think. Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption are completely up there in terms of any ones you can watch at any time. Where they're, they're, there's just something about them, they have an air that just an an ambiance that just you're hooked and you're completely 100% engaged. And I just love the I just love being stuck in and being immersed in this world and learning about how other people are and. And even like with with Shawshank Redemption and Brooks I'm still not over Brooks and I don't know when what year I watched that film originally but there's it's just moments like that which are poignant and stick with you and the emotion behind them like again I know I'm not, not I'm very emotional as a person I think I cried when I watched the Titanic the first time and then I cried at ET when I was really young as well so I'm not the person to be like not blubbering whenever I see it. Like, I even saw No Time to Die recently at the cinema, and I cried at the end of that, like ugly cry, oh. at the end of that as well. If you've not seen that, go and see that film. It is incredible. Um, but yeah, so main main top runs would be um yeah, Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption, and a bit of an also random one, Cloud Atlas, which Cloud I don't Atlas. think did as well in terms of how it was interpreted, like overall for reception. Cloud Atlas, it's it, basically, it's a series of books that were written, and the film follows all of these different stories in chronological order, or the film does it in like a, a random mix of from time zone to time zone. But effectively, it kind of it holds this principle that souls reincarnate into different lives. Right. And so the person's, the, the, the actor is effectively the soul that p- portrays different characters throughout different time zones. So they may dress different, or have different makeup to look different, or... So all these different pe- these actors portray different characters throughout an entire timeline,
1: mm-hmm. from
2: like prop, like I think like from colonization and slavery time in the U.S. to um, New Seoul, like so, new- so South Korea, New Seoul,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and kind of a, a dystopian future, um, yeah. even to the collapse of civilization and what happens after the the Great Fall, wow. um, and all these actors play these different roles, and it it kind of got a lot of controversy because. Again, it was kind of representation of different races, and in some places, I do agree they could have got other actors to play the different um the different roles. But I also think it didn't it wouldn't have had the impact it had if the characters didn't play the same yeah. kind of soul, yeah, if you yeah. will, from start yeah, to yeah. But there's controversy mainly because it was, I think, with with the new with the new soul side of thing, that particular arc of the story, people had a uh, kind of makeup to look more Asian when realistically there should have been a better portrayal of Asian of Asian actors in the, and actresses in the film. Although Duna Bay was one of the actresses that was in the film, um, and I think from her side in terms of how she enjoyed the film again what she wanted to be involved in as part of that project, she was happy to do so. I appreciate it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I love that whole narrative of, again, that. I think it what's the word there's a certain word for when you realize people's lives are just as intricate and as mind-bogglingly mind bogglingly complex as your own i Where saw this of think, the other day
1: i believe it's, it's like sonder. sonder yeah i think it's Sunday. i'll Great. google it now for you
2: and it's that feeling that as soon as you like I, I love it when I people watch and go for coffee in town and just don't have anything to do but just you know serendipity take a drink a sip of my drink appreciate the, the taste of what i'm drinking appreciate the place that i am um, and have a bit of a people watch. And it's yeah. at those moments where you just look and think that person's got a life just as complicated and as busy and as, there's so, much more... there's so much stuff going on in their life just as much as there is in mine. And it just blows my mind. And that film embodies that feeling of Sonder for me. So that's, I'd probably say they're my like top three of all time, any time in the year. But back to original point, Practical Magic for this point of the year, just because we're getting close to Halloween. Yeah, And for me, halloween is a like, I, I love halloween but as soon as it's the next day i'm like okay 365 days left to halloween <laughs> <laughs> the countdown is on
1: and you were right sonder is the word you were looking for oh. there you go bonus point to aaron
2: thank you <laughs> i mean Inside. i don't know i don't know like snack and freud or whatever the other one is but um, oh I read there's that so that many one words aren't they but yeah. like all the random words which actually kind of really embody specific emotions that we don't really have yeah. words for in the english language Exactly. Well, we do have them, but we just don't use them because they're kind yeah. of the fallen out of fashion.
1: So, Dan, any more uh, interesting Practical Magic facts for us?
0: I, th- I think we're pretty much pretty much out. That is all of the research that I did. Hey, it's all I good. Well, Aaron, all I can you... say
2: is that was a wacky journey, and I absolutely Thank loved you. Riding the Waves. That was good. Oh, I'm
0: glad. Thank did you, you have any me. shout-outs to things that weren't films? Um,
2: actually yeah I would. it's it's probably more of a vanilla response I think because there's certain, there's definitely shows that you can watch and shows that are kind of like very big and up there like I know, uh, BBC I mean these aren't all time favourites, these are just ones that I know currently at the moment, mm-hmm. like there's Vigil on BBC which I'm mm-hmm. loving at the moment and I'm watching that which is absolutely fantastic there's um, Made which I've heard good things about Um, I'm also watching just really sadly, I'm watching like reruns of The Weakest Link because I just love game shows like The Chase and those things, Um, but the final i think tv shows is one again was kind of staying on the witchy theme for halloween which i absolutely love because it's available online um again to, to stream i think it might be on netflix or it's like one of, it's one of the u.s american hallmark shows and again it's one of those witchy representation ones which i'm like this one I, it's called a good witch and Ooh. it's basically a storyline about a, a kind of a local town and oh i can't even remember what it's called but it's like a, it's kind of a standard american town
1: yeah with a mayor yeah,
2: yeah and with a book with like a, a witchy book like but the book's called the shop's called the Be- the bell book and candle and it kind of follows the main um kind of main character is um cathy nightingale who's she's never specifically apart from the title kind of identified as a witch but she's that kind of person where she has a certain level of mystery a certain level of intrigue she has that kind of intuitive thing where she kind of knows answers and people just openly talk to her and trust her and she has certain things with like aromatherapy and with certain oils or herbs and there's obviously there's so many things that run into the trope of the witchy stuff but that honestly is one of those shows where it's not too out of the ordinary that it's not too supernatural because to be fair most of it is pretty much in the in the scheme of it's within the realm of normality that's just a show I love to just binge watch or have in the background to just click into at any point because there's so many seasons of it. There's so many Hallmark films that made of it. Um, and it's just one of those ones where I know that I'm not... It's not going to be a random, like, curveballs of, like, you know, zombies or, like, yeah. oh, you know, possession and all the different ways that horror or witchy films could potentially go. Yeah. Um, It's just a nice, good, proper portrayal, again, kind of keeping in the spirit with um, Practical Magic. It's one of those nice ones where I feel this is good representation and it helps dispel those myths that people have about witches. Like I'm not literally going around like <laughs> pointing fingers and cursing people every five minutes. Although if you cut me up whilst I'm driving it in Manchester, you will definitely know that I might potentially just be like, I might be cursing, but I'm not doing the,
1: the magical cursing. I'm just <laughs> just All right. Alrighty. So I guess, uh, shall we do the, the line question, Dan?
0: Oh yeah. Big Let's question. Let's round it up. Okay. Wanna... oh
1: I'll, I'll, do, I'll let you lead it, Dan. I'll let you lead this one. I,
0: I feel like I've led a lot, a, lot, a lot so far. I don't... All right, all right, all right. Go, 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 So,
1: if you had to pick one of the main characters from Practical Magic, okay, how many lions do you think that they could fight off? Oh, my God. <laughs> um...
2: <laughs> well, I can't pick the ants because, like, as much as I think they're boss-ass and they'd probably do something, like, really random, like, i don't know they'd probably get all the lawn mowers out in the garden so if they they were going to come to them there'd be a trap and it'd be all sorted
0: um
2: i oh god i don't know i probably have to say like if sally owens and her relationship fully like fully um kindles with um God, I can't even remember the name of the, the the police officer, the guy that she kind of eventually kind of... Again, spoiler <laughs> alert. <but> we're talking <laughs> about a years in the future now. Like 20, this film, I think, it's only like three years older, three years younger than I am. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <it on> <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, I can't even remember the name of the policeman that she eventually... Um, or the sheriff. Yeah, the police the police officer police that she eventually fun. kind of yeah, meets. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if she's got now connections with the police and she's being chased by lions and she's this is going to happen, like, she's got a full police force behind her. Ooh so i think that's that's the, probably the best out that everybody
1: yeah okay so, so so i'm probably gonna go style. with sally
2: owens as the best one i think jillian yeah. probably might like i yeah I'd, i don't know i'd probably go if i had to place my bets it'd be sally
1: owens okay so how many how many lions is sally owens taking on
0: oh was that the question yeah that's yeah. the yeah, question yeah, so, so you, you got <laughs> to pick someone excellent working it out um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think if a you're gonna to pick someone to fight to as many lions lion. as possible like you probably support, picked the, the best character yeah like the relationships with the townspeople like i don't think she's doing badly actually you know
2: what i think sally's a properly solid option because i know it's kind of again controversial like idea that everyone in America has guns but if she I like cause sally owens owns the phone tree if she's being yeah. attacked oh, by lions, a good point. Just the phone tree and be like, "Guys, Ooh. get your shotguns. We have lions." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, lion. So I'm. Best, so I would probably have to say, if they're a town, and given that they're more rural, it's more likely that people will probably yeah. have guns for protection. Mm-hmm. Again, just common logical thought yeah, yeah. here. Um, getting the magic side completely out of it although the ants may be able to do something in the background but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the kind of key person here if sally gets everyone on the phone tree i'm sure they could probably take on because again guns can do decent damage i'd probably say a a lion for every person in the town
1: okay okay so i
2: probably bet
1: maybe around like
2: 30 40 lions
1: Thirty, forty lions. I think a... there's more people. I think there's more people in that in that
2: town. But I'm gonna go for that as like a, a decent number that's not overstepping the mark, and it's also not like being insult to injury. Is it to say yeah. I can deal with more than ten?
1: It's a good solid amount. <laughs> to be fair, don't forget you've also got the horde of bikers from the start of the film. They're also pretty big. You know, oh my God. they could take out a fair few lions, I imagine.
2: Although you did say pick someone specifically. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I did, I good did. Good. But if we're talking good. about if we're
1: talking about the entire town now, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, Sally. Uh, I then the bikers the on the tree. <laughs> 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 Let's deep dive the of Fletcher. You never magic. know you how do deep never the know. phone tree is.
2: <laughs> they could have gone to the same school, so they might have That's connections.
0: Possible. Yeah. So we're gonna should should we say forty? Because I think forty is a solid number. Well, yeah, let's,
2: you know, if we're gonna go
0: for big boy plays, let's do that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, big plays Very only. <laughs> Absolutely. No shot. They don't take any lower than twenty. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. But no, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so so much yeah. for having me, guys. Yeah, so where can we you find you on social on? media? Oh, amazing! So I um, I'm on YouTube as Avery Coralus. That's um Avery A V E R Y and Coralus, Latin, just like the hazel plant. Um, so that's uh, C O R Y L U S. Mm-hmm. So that's on YouTube. I'm currently looking at maybe restarting my Witchy channel sometime soon. So feel free to give me a follow, um, or a subscribe, a like and subscribe. Um. <laughs> There's also my Instagram, which is at Avery Coralis. If you want to give me a follow, I post some witchy content, some personal stuff, and also some nice quotes and some artwork from other people on Instagram as well. So if you'd like to give me a follow, that'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, look forward to hearing from you. If anyone's got any questions on the witchy side as well, feel free to hit me up and, um, yeah, send me any questions.
1: Sounds oh, great. Thank amazing. you very much Thank for joining you. us this week. Yeah. Thanks great. for having me. Hey, that was Today in the Medium. What? We need a jingle. Do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs>
0: So, thanks for listening to Today in the Medium. Uh, Do check us out, give us reviews and all that. Um, If you look in the description, there's a link to our Discord and to our Anchor FM, where you can find links to all of the social media and stuff we've set up. This episode's coming out a little bit early, but our standard release schedule will be every other Monday, starting the 15th of November. Thanks for listening.